And everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Formerly known as Jazzy Jay. Whoa, formerly. Not formerly. Still. Formally. For, oh, for, for, formally. Right, formally. Because we're wearing formal Because we're atti- wearing formal attire for Formal Friday. Formal Friday yeah. for uh, for Spirit Week. I see that you've gone for a, a navy and pink uh, ensemble. But, I got there eventually. Bit of a navy and pink ensemble. You can't quite, hold on. If you don't mind, if you can't, if you're, uh, if you're just listening, you should, yeah, we're, we are both dressed quite uh, nicer than usual. <laughs> I, w- I would say it's like one step nicer than usual. Like one if, step. If, if yeah. we're typically dressed at like a like a level nine formality, right. I feel like we did go up to ten today. But let's right. face it, we're typically we're formal people. We're formal people. We wear we wear t shirts. We wear shorts. And today we've you know moved the dial, the final tick, all the way to tuxedo jacket and three piece suit. Because here's the thing: like formality. Is merely a formality. Exa- wow. It, yeah, Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Put you it on a, yeah. Someone needs to stitch that into a into a like a something you put on the wall. <laughs> a cross <laughs> stitch. A cross, someone needs to cross stitch that onto a so yeah. What is onto a pillow? Yeah. Onto, onto a pillow. You need to cross stitch that. Yeah. F- well, form formality is just a formality. It's just a formality. So yeah. like if in your mind. A t-shirt is formal. If it's like your formal t-shirt, then yeah. it's like, hey, this I'm formal. My, this is my formal t-shirt. Right. And you're like, that's not what that means. And it's be like, um, excuse me. Yeah, this is Formality the approach. is a state of mind. It's like height. Okay. It's like height. Yeah. yeah. It's this is this is an this is an approach that I've taken to uh, most weddings. Yeah. Um, and and it turns out that most people don't agree with my sort of uh, playing loose with the rules version mm. of what what counts as formal. Oh yeah, no, they don't like that. No, not so They're much. Like, hey Ben, maybe you could have worn a t-shirt that didn't have that slot. Happy Joe stain on. You're like, this is my formal stain shirt. Right. Out of all of my stain shirts, I'm wearing the formal this one. This is the fancy one. Right. I have a scale of one to ten for all of my garments. <laughs> Which meant that as soon as I got Sloppy Joe on one T-shirt, I had to Sloppy Joe 10 T-shirts so I could have a scale. Yeah. This is the 10. Can't you appreciate that for what it is? Yeah. Can can you not? I think people... Well, I'm going to... Hold on. I'm going to discard the jacket because it's a little hot and because I feel like it gives more texture to my, my outfit. Oh, I see. I see. I've got my, you can't appreciate the sleeves the way it is right now. You also could barely appreciate your voice because you took your head so far from the microphone. Well, that's true, but people will understand that I was formally removing my jacket. Formally, indeed. Yeah. Formally, indeed. Now, formally place it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly where I keep it. <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> that's where I keep it. That's where I exactly. keep my jacket. It's like a closet. It's yeah. all a formality. No, it's, we're taking it too far. Ben, it blows <clears throat> my mind that at one point in my life, my alarm would go off at seven in the morning and including a 20 minute drive to work, I would manage to get up, eat breakfast, drink coffee, take a shower, get about this dressed and still make it to the office by eight. That is <laughs> like, like unbelievable. It is a, yeah. 
I've, I feel like the older I get, the slower my morning routine goes mm. by like leaps and bounds. Cause I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel like I could get up in the morning and my, my like resting, like decision-making for, for how my mornings go was always like, there, there is no extra time. Like I would never wake up a little bit early right. just to be like less rushed. It was right. just like, it was like, I knew I'm going to be rushed. Right. Like that's I, a, I plan to be rushed. Right. So like I, I had 8 a.m.s. All, my entire college career. This mm-hmm. is like one of those things where people are like, oh, avoid 8 a.m.s. And it's like, how? It's yeah. the only time they offer business law. That is exactly how they get you. Everyone avoids 8 a.m.s at all times unless it's a required class and it's you have to take it. And then they're like, 8 o'clock. And I'm like, I know it was the worst, but so like when I was in college, this was like, this is like one of the really like important things to me was that I, I would, I would shower before class every single morning, yeah. no matter what. So like if my first, if my first class was at 10 AM on like my Tuesday, Thursday, then I would sleep until like nine 31 and then get <laughs> up and take like my seven minute shower and accommodate for like my 22 minute walk. Right you know, to, to the class. You can always just run faster to class. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like worst case scenario. I'm a little sweaty when I get there. Right. Why did I shower? Why did I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the, the same was true. Yeah. Like, so with my 8am classes, it's like, I would get up, you know, with just, just enough time so that I knew I could get through the shower and mm-hmm. then, and then scamper to class and like walk in like as the bell rang. Yeah. Although they don't really have bells, but you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they still start on time. They still start on time. But this is, this is, this remains true for me to this day. Like I, I am just like a, that is how, that is how my mornings are structured. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about you back in the day is that like I think that there was this period of time where what really happened was you got like your first big kid job like, yeah. where, where you did dress up and go to work. I had a full time job. Yeah. Salary and benefits and stuff. Not to brag. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the thing was, is that like all of a sudden you were now wearing like like suits, ties, stuff like that to work. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that was like, like as far as my brain was concerned, it was like. Jay is good at fashion. Like, like, because you were, you were dressing nicely. Right. Because I had to wear nice clothes to work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was always, I remember this was like one of those things where I would literally refer, like refer to myself well, in part, I don't know. I would refer to myself compared to my two brothers as like, like blue collar Ben. It oh. was like, it was like, oh yeah. Like my, my two brothers, like they're sharp. They're dressed nice. Like they know how to tie a tie. Me on the other hand. My briefcase is a five-gallon bucket full of salt water. There so, you go. You know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. It it is a very heavy briefcase. Yeah, I never. About it's interesting that that was your perception of me because I never thought I was particularly uh, good at fashion. I was like, I've got like four shirts plus casual Friday, so I got to cycle through these. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I eventually got I got more and stuff, but I think I had like two pairs of khakis, two pairs of black pants, two pairs of gray pants, and eventually like you know eleven shirts. And it was like, okay, how can I mix and match these every other way? And I had two pairs of shoes, one of which I'm wearing right now, these brown shoes with the green laces, which may be the most heavily complimented piece of clothing I've ever owned ever. Oh, really? Yes. Like that. I mean, they are rather striking. I, they are. They are. Yeah. If you can't for people watching on the uh, on the YouTube channel, be able to see the green laces. But otherwise, they're just like um, broca- brown brocade shoes with uh very bright green shoelaces and I remember the like the first couple months I was at my job I did not really have great uh shoes that was like definitely the weakest part of how I was dressing okay and I was like and I got like my first tax return ever I was like I know what I'm getting I'm getting a nice pair of brown shoes and a nice pair of black shoes and I went out and like this was the one I landed on that's amazing it it and I still really like these shoes but they are sort of like 
to me, in retrospect, they seem maybe more like a pair of shoes that you might wear every now and then as like a statement piece. Maybe not as your, I wear these three to four times a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? I, I, you're actually, yes. They're the type of thing you might wear to like a derby party with like, like an outfit that is specifically mm-hmm. like resonating with like the green. Yeah. Um, but I get that completely. Like, I feel like there is such a compulsion whenever I find like a new, like, even if I feel like. I think a lot of times if I think it's edgy, it doesn't mean that it's because it's actually edgy. It's just like, this is me pushing my comfort zone. Like I've told the story before about how, like when I was in college, like everybody I saw wearing like V-neck t-shirts. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to be like those guys. So like, I don't wear V-neck t-shirts. And then I got out of college and I bought a V-neck t-shirt and I was like, you know, they actually just kind of like, they're kind of like a flattering look. It's, it's not bad. Right. So it's like, Oh, okay. I can like, but like to me, I was being edgy by wearing right. a V-neck you were, T-shirt. You were really outside your comfort zone, whereas everyone else had been like another guy in a V-neck. I know, I know, yeah. I know. So may- maybe it's different from yours, which are actual statement piece shoes. May- maybe, but I wore them all the time, and even if people had told me they liked them, they would continue to tell me that for years. I bought. You gotta love yeah. that. You but gotta love that. I was also. I always remember this about my first couple of years in the professional world was that like I was definitely the youngest person at the office and I was in the marketing department. So like the the way I was treated at all times by everyone was like, you're like the young, hyper, super creative person who was right. like, yeah, like who was like, you know, young and trendy and stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll take <laughs> like, that. It's such like a, it's such like a manifesting thing. There was like, everyone treats you like that. You're like, okay, maybe I can dress. Maybe I can get away with dressing a little crazier. But see, that is like the total inverse of a, how I feel like so many other people approach their job, which is that idea of like dress for the job you want, not for like the job you have or whatever. This was almost people like treating you for the job they want you to be. Exactly. They're and, like, and like you became mar- it. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> pretty much what happened. <laughs> Or like um, another speaking of shoes, do you are you familiar with um, like Vibram, like five finger shoes? <laughs> Very much. So. Yeah. OK, I'm sure I've uh, never owned any, but never owned any. Well, right when I started uh, my career back in the day in like 2010, I guess was when they were maybe maybe they've been around for way longer. But that to me is when it felt like they were starting to become like um, maybe a little more mainstream, a little more popular. Yeah. Yeah. They a, were, a hot ticket. There was a hot ticket. There was I remember there being a particular like. Like, oh, barefoot is really the better way for your body sort of vibe out in maybe it was just in my world. Maybe I was just in those corners of the Internet. But then our friend Michael Austin was also like, oh, man, I got something like the best. They're so cool. They're so comfortable. And I was like, I'm game. I'll go get some. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember that I went and got some and I would uh, I would wear them on casual Friday, like to work. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I knew this. Yeah, I would wear them to work. Incre- same same effect, though. People would be like, those are really interesting. Those are so cool. Right. It was like, I don't know if I could ever get away with what, and you know, it was like a, there as it's one of those like nowadays when you think of them, they are like very clear, like a very outdoorsy kind of thing. Like they're, they have like a very specific like market now. Yes. But I don't know if they had quite, pardon the pun, found their footing. Ayo. Hey, nailed it. Nailed it. Unison. Bingo. What? Um, so I like uh, I yeah I would wear them to work and uh, that was pe- no no one was ever like mm, maybe you should wear a little even on casual Friday perhaps you should be upping your game a bit interesting yeah you know? it, it is it is really fascinating because I feel like I can mentally go back mm-hmm. to to like uh, it's kind of like your computer where like if it crashes you can like restore it to a previous backup right it's like I feel like I can go to like a previous backup from 2010 and be like I do remember when these were sort of like they were they were like 
more everywhere. Yeah. But it would, it would seem, although if anybody here showed up at this, at the super Carlin brothers office wearing them, I don't think that I would be like, like that is not good for work. Like I would have no issue with it whatsoever, I I, yeah. but it is hard for me to imagine you going to a more traditional office environment. I think it had so much to do with like the way, again, like the way I was being treated at the office. Like if, like everyone seemed to be like treating me like, oh yeah, you're like, you're young. It's like whatever you were doing was just an aspect of like your youth and your like newness to the professional world. Sure. Like, you, you were in on things they were not in on because they were like older and established or something. And it was like this, like, oh, well, and I, I had like that as a shield. Like, oh, if Jonathan's doing it, he he must know better. Like, he probably knows better than me. The, yes, you know? <laughs> I do know what you mean. It's almost like you you have become like an authority on something, and by by and maybe not maybe authority is a big word, but like in such a way that it's almost like you are now the person who can establish whether or not it is okay. Right. Like people are now looking to you being like, okay, this is like the marker we can go. Like if he does it, like then it's cool. Right. Which so is, which is great. I think I was, I think I was skating by on that, uh, for a while. Although <laughs> I think it, honestly, I, uh, I also liked them as like a, maybe I'll try and run in these and back. Uh, so as you, as I'm sure you guys know, I worked at a concert venue. What? If you've been listening to the show for long enough. So one of the things that you have access to that is a lot of stairs. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of stairs, a lot of stairs because yeah. of the stadium or because of like the Coliseum. It's a feature so, of the building. It's a feature of the building. It's like the whole, it's like the main feature. Yeah. Most would say is the stairs. Right. It's, it's kind of like when you show up at your house, you guys have like a doormat that says like, there's like a lot of boys in here. I, yeah. That is on the doormat. You, like the concert venue could have a doormat, like the same size that says there's like a lot of stairs in here. Yeah. So I, uh, normally during my lunch hour would try and do some sort of workout because, uh, another nice benefit of this place was that they had like a full gym from when they used to have a professional minor league hockey team there. Sure. And now there was no professional team. So it was just this unused space <laughs> and I would just go use it. But, uh, for a while I was like running the stairs at lunch. I would okay. like go do like a couple of like laps and I'd go like up one row over one section down over and make like a zigzag okay. around the whole thing. And, I think to to this day I have a uh, a injury in my left knee from the stair running, <laughs> and I have no idea, and I, I I never knew if it was because I started running the stairs or if because I was wearing the shoes like these like these five wearing finger, the five finger yeah. shoes, and I was like. Like either seems really reasonable to me that like I switched to this very like non-supportive like shoe type and then proceeded to do a bunch of like stairs or just the fact that you just sort of started running stairs out of nowhere several, you know, five days a week. To, I don't know. To, to me, this sounds almost exactly like something that needed training wheels, but mm. didn't require them. Yeah. You know, it's like this. It's like. Wearing these shoes, you could hurt yourself by not slowly acclimating your body and, and like your arches and everything yeah. to how you are supposed to wear them, like mm -hmm. all of your, your stabilizer muscles and everything. Right. So it's like, it's not hard to put them on and immediately go run, but it's like what you should do is put them on and then have training wheels attached to them and go for like 
several like longish walks until yeah. your body starts like starting to understand this mm-hmm. new support system. Yeah. Yeah. So I could, I could see it being slightly jarring. Yeah. So I don't, well, my knee certainly did. And <laughs> like for a long time, it, it was the weirdest injury. Like it never, it didn't hurt. I could just like, it'd be like, I could just feel my knee at all times. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I it do. was a weird, very weird thing. And like right now, it uh, thankfully it hasn't bothered me. But anytime I've like started getting back into running again, it'll be like, Hmm. Oh yeah, there's that thing. I forgot it, this happened to me. Was it those stupid shoes? <laughs> it's the five fingers. Oh, like, why did I buy those? You should write. No. You should write Vibram a letter. And be I like, should. Be like, hello, it's Jonathan again. It's me. It's me. <laughs> right from 2010. I'm sure you got uh, noticed when I purchased your shoes. Yeah, it, it's so funny because it does remind me so much of like, uh, like there's always that sort of tropey character who like played high school football or baseball or basketball or something. It's like it's like ah, oh, it's my old like my old pitcher's elbow coming out again. You know, right, it's yeah. like it's like it's my old Vibram five fingers <laughs> knee injury. Exactly, <laughs> acting up every time a storm comes through. I feel it. <laughs> Exactly. You get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. That that's pretty incredible. Similar to these shoes though. I wore those those shoes to we would go to these marketing conferences every year, like yeah. hosted by the company. So like I worked at this one building, but the company I worked for managed like a hundred other buildings or okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all the marketing people would come. So I went to the first one. I was like, I'm just gonna wear my shoes. And this is like a whole crowd. This was it was so weird going to these because you'd look around and you'd be like Everyone in this room is exactly like me. This this company has a clear hiring targeting process. Oh, interesting. And I am surrounded by myself on every side. <laughs> Dude, that is like I've I've always had this problem with conferences where it's like especially with with the aquarium stuff going back forever. It was always like a slightly unique characteristic about me. I feel like it was something that like people didn't expect. Yeah. And so it was something that like I then cherished. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, you know, most people I'm around don't also know extensive amounts about like Tanganyika oh, right. You know, like you can drop knowledge on people and it's like, oh, wow, Ben knows everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so it's like people in people in my like high school hallways would be like, Ben, beta fish advice, go. You know, and this was like, I got to be cool for a second. Yeah. That was a real thing, actually. Wow. <laughs> that really did Someone happen. Someone was like, beta fish advice? Yeah. 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 Like, um, put them in water. Put them in water. You almost can't kill them. <laughs> you can't, you can't have two males in the same container. Right. So there's that. Yeah. So there's that because yeah. they'll fight. Because they'll fight. Right. Um, but I think, isn't, is that not why many people claim to want them? Well, a lot of people, I mean, like the males are always very pretty. Uh, and so if you could put like two bowls right next to each other, a lot of times they will like show off with each other like mm-hmm. through the bowls oh, but they, they will harm each other if you put them in the same bowl right uh alternatively you can literally put a mirror up next to your bowl and then they will like try and intimidate themselves in the mirror <laughs> which is a different way to get the same effect actually that brings me very nicely in today's fun fact about coyotes what yeah i know and it's because i've been watching this documentary about specifically color in animals and it's been just so unbelievably fascinating to me uh but so today's fun fact about coyotes is that there are no green coyotes and i know what you're thinking like obviously (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't expecting there to be green coyotes exactly but why why are there no mammals that are colorful uh that so the way you're phrasing there are no green coyotes makes it sound like that's the only color there are no no that it's just green's my favorite color so oh, I okay. green. it could have been purple okay so it's not like surprisingly only, you think of coyotes as brown but they actually exist in pink purple red orange blue but weirdly 
not green. Not green. No. So what <clears throat> I found out about this, though, is basically the documentary is talking all about like the different reasons why different creatures throughout history have like uh, emphasized color. So like like peacocks, for example, like everybody knows that peacocks have these like great big showy feathers. Right. But they have like prioritized the showy feathers in such a huge way that male peacocks can't actually fly oh. because the feathers themselves weigh the creature down yeah which means that like from an evolutionary standpoint they were prioritizing the magnificence of these feathers right over a practical trait like flying interesting is that not fascinating it is fascinating so but the thing is with mammals is that uh dating back through you know eons ago uh, most mammals were nocturnal creatures. Right. And as a result, color played next to no part in their existence at all, which is why most mammals are just brown, gray, black, but there are no, or very few, like specifically colorful mammals. Interesting. Yeah. Because, because they... Because, because color would not benefit them in any specific way. Okay. So like... You know, if if uh, if it had been the case that and it's specifically the case with a um, type of baboon where it's like Rafiki from The Lion yeah. King. So the the real like monkeys in the real world have like those blue and red faces with like the super elaborate markings. Right. And that's like a rare instance where like the prime male, like the, the alpha male of like a given area is able to sort of like charter that area by how, how much it can showcase its particular colors. I see. So this is like a rare example of a mammal that actually did use colors for some reason. Okay. Um, but similarly, it's the same thing like with, with flowers. The reason that like flowers are colorful and beautiful is because the more colorful and beautiful that they are, the more that they could attract not us humans, but rather like bees and butterflies and insects right. for pollination purposes. So it's like, it's, it's so interesting. I feel like when, people talk about like evolution. So it's like flower, like flowers are like trying to be more beautiful because that's the way they get noticed or whatever. But it's like flowers aren't trying to be more beautiful. It just so happens that some are more beautiful and because they're more beautiful, they get the bees. And then they, because that's, that's they, they were more beautiful, that genetic trait gets passed is more likely to be passed on. It persists. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So same thing. Right. If you were to go back to like the male peacocks, for example, you have the <clears> same like situation happening where once upon a time, if there were two male peacocks vying for one female peacock and one of them had more and greater feathers than the other, then the female chose that one. Right. And it was like, but, but somewhere along the way, it was like, it was, it shifted to become the case that that is, that was like how the deciding factor was determined. Right. Like the, the females were so picky about how bright and colorful the plumage was. Right. That like that, even if you couldn't fly, that didn't matter because all they were picking on was based on the feathers. And it turns out if you had bigger feathers, that was better. So those that's what got passed on and now none of them can fly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what I found like so interesting about it is that like it had never really occurred to me before that like this idea of of, you know, air quotes, beauty versus like color being traits that would like triumph over much more practical things like it's like maybe the one with fewer feathers has fewer feathers because it's a better hunter you know or mm -hmm. or what are you know whatever the case may be like it lost feathers through, by way of collecting more more food right you know and if that had been such a primary uh like necessity for these creatures at one point in time maybe that would be the case and maybe these creatures would not have great big tails but instead would be extremely good hunters well here's what i think here's okay. what i think then Play it on me. maybe there are green mammals out there but obviously 
you can't find them because it's almost surprising specifically green isn't a common color because because grass is green because like forests are green sure or like well i guess on the ground floor probably less so probably probably less more so. brown down there yeah. that makes more sense sure sure yeah. i mean unless there's a lot of ferns unless there's a lot of ferns sometimes maybe, maybe there's plenty of green mammals and we just can't see them because they're like you know what we are good at camouflage not being seen although we we have like like heat yeah capable infrared cameras we are like on super cheating level with the camouflage at this point yeah with the animals it's true we're way better at finding than they are at hiding exactly exactly except for bigfoot yeah exactly (laughs) a, a special case special case okay okay wouldn't that be incredibly interesting though if there was quite literally a creature where only one of them was allowed to exist like at a time Ooh. for some reason. Mm. And so like it actually is the case that there's one and its goal is to hide. That's and like, it. It's like, what? <laughs> it would be so interesting. <laughs> that would be what a weird existence. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, because there's the case like with, uh, I think we're supposed to have locusts this year cicadas mm, cicadas i was just hearing about this i think Are, maybe it's a northern virginia thing okay are they different cicadas and locusts oh i don't i don't know what this is one of those animals and i think maybe i see where you're going with this but they are like a single fact animal right yeah like and you can't bring up cicadas people will be like you know you know they only come out every 17 years did every, you know that did you know every that? 17 years did you know and they just they're like hiding underground and then every 17 years they come out they come out yeah, they, just, yeah. just like bigfoot <laughs> that's right he just waits he has he yeah. has like a like a period of time and then and then emerges to get one grainy photograph and then goes back down right and that's like that's part of like what keeps him sustained maybe somehow mm. hot gossip right it's like what fuels him um but no okay so interesting thing you said i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to segue off of this uh because you he said like single fact things yeah okay so one of the things that happened to me this past weekend totally reminded me of another year one Ben video, mm. which was called single topic friendships. Right. And a single topic friendship is this thing like where you, you might have um, like a specific class or like one kind of interest or one thing that you know that you share with someone else. And then every time you run into them, it is like, that is like the, the only thing that you really know to communicate about. Right. Um, so like right now, the, the one that's been happening to us is that at, um, at the doctor's office where Alice has been going, or we, we've been going to get like the checkups on the baby and everything. The, nurse that we work with is like incredibly sweet and we've worked with the same one every single time we go and we've talked to her about disney and how like you know we got married at disney and then she like her uh partner just recently took her to disney and like she fell in love with it and so now it's the case that every single time that sort of like 15 minute little dialogue that we have with her at every single visit we discuss Disney. And yeah. It's like it's like okay. It's been a month since we've last seen you. What what Disney related updates can we give you? Like how has Disney impacted my life since then? Since I last that's saw you, that's all I know about you. Right, right. right. Yeah. Like so that that's like that's like the real that's the real <clears throat> key thing. Um, and so that that's like it's kind of sparked it back to the surface for me lately. But I had another situation where I ran into a uh, like an old friend from high school or uh, someone who I had a single topic friendship with in high school. Yeah. Over the weekend, and it was like I have not seen this guy in how long would it be 13 years yeah and it was almost like hey do you know if we have a math quiz on tuesday <laughs> like it like, was this is we we had lockers next to each other he had math before me every now and then we'd be at the lockers right 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 yeah and, and this, it's like 
like literally that was like what this person reminded me of. I was like, it, we like we could have been at prom, you know, and like and drinking next to the the punch bowl or whatever that wasn't actually there. Why are there always punch bowls in like the movies? And oh, stuff? I know. Yeah. There what never, is this? Yeah. There there were no punch bowls at my prom. Yeah. Um, but Same. not the point. It, like you know, if I was if I ran into this person at the punch bowl and I was talking to him at prom, be like like I would talk to him about about math class. Right. It's like. It's like there are plenty of other things to discuss. We're both in like tuxedos right now. Right. Who did you bring? Yeah. Yeah. Classes are basically over. Right. (laughs) Where did you guys go to eat before this? There are so many things that I could have asked them and it would it would have to be like, you ready for that math exam? (laughs) <laughs> this is what we have in common. We we have the same math teacher. Right. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Exactly. PEMDAS or whatever. I bet the whole chat is going to tell us what version of uh, what order I think they, algebra I think, goes in these days. I think it's gem, GEMDAS, like groupings instead oh, of yeah, parentheses. Groupings instead of parentheses. Yeah, yeah groups. So. Sure. Yeah. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Anyway, um, but so I, I don't know if you've ever had one of these particular things before, but it, it's like it was so interesting because we had a doctor's appointment last week and I like started thinking about it. And then I ran into this person over the weekend and I was like, man, single topic friendships. It's a you. real thing. It, oh, it's for sure. It's a real thing. My orthodontist used to do this to me all the time. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd go in to get my braces adjusted. And I think one I, he was a cyclist. And I think once upon a time, whatever group he cycled with also happened to be in the same group that our dad was cycling with. And every single time he'd be like, hell, your dad's still biking. Like, this is all this is all he had to talk to me about. Right. Was right. like, yeah, yeah, we went. We, I rode with him once. And I was like, I know, I know. Mm. And I know you've had, um, you know, I don't know how many patients you've had, but you probably had 500 different people but uh, to talk to since you last talked to me. And this you don't remember this. It, it always. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it always makes me wonder if there is the like the possibility that in your notes, like like it's like, OK, like, yeah. So who, who do I have at, like 9 a.m.? Like Jonathan Cron. OK. Yeah. Oh, like I know his dad. Okay, that's right. Okay. right like yeah, we're good. it's almost like here's like my talking point for today. Yeah. And it's like you, we we need like more of those. Like there needs to be like more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually they sort of, they sort of covered this in the latest Pixar movie in Soul a little bit. Like when uh, Joe goes to get his haircut and uh, twenty two is in his body and has like a real conversation with the uh, barber. Yes. And then they're leaving. They're like, oh, I. Why did we only ever talk about jazz? Like. I, you never asked me about anything else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's so true. And that was literally the next example I was going to give is that is the the lady who cuts my hair cuts our good friend Mike's hair as well. Mm -hmm. And this has also become like Mike has become like one of our five topics that we can cover. Uh, you can talk about. Yeah, it's like, you know, so it's like, you know, I'll pop in there and it's like, so what's new with Mike? And it's like, let me tell you, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, we know one of the same people. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Man, my, yeah. One of the, uh, one of the people used to cut my hair. Uh, they looked up our YouTube channel once upon a time. Okay. And they like watched a bunch of the videos, but they were all the loot crate unboxing videos. Random. Random. So random. And so every time I would go to get my haircut though, they would like, this was the single topic. It was like, oh yeah, you do the YouTube. And I watched some like, oh man, those loot crate videos are so fun. And I was like, it was like so frustrating because one, we weren't even doing loot crate anymore. Yeah. Two, um, loot crate, not that great. Don't like them. Don't endorse them. Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Um, and three, it was like, this is like, this, that is just like barely what we actually talk about. Like, I know. I, like, yeah. It's like, I wish you'd watch our 
actual content because <laughs> this is this is almost someone to me who I imagine was like doing their due diligence and they were like okay like I and they have got like a YouTube channel like, I'll check it out and like they like they must have just got on there and it like for whatever reason whatever appealed to them it was like oh I'll, I'll check the like the loot crate playlist and like they went into that assuming like okay this is good like I've done my homework I know something about these guys now. yeah and it's like it's like no well no yeah that's mm-hmm. not that's not really the that's not really the meat of it so to speak yeah that's not really like what that's not entirely what we do mostly right right, right. but that's the other thing about these exchanges too is that so often they are uh maybe short or surface level enough that like there is that kind of it's it's the same thing if you keep interacting with somebody you never can remember their name oh and it's like it's like you you have interacted with them for too long Mm. to not know it oh let me let me full circle this to you do it do it then we'll go to a year one j topic (gasps) which was which was uh like my my real life version of bigfoot okay look at this we're we're connecting all sorts of dots wow and this was this was the reverse not when you couldn't remember someone's name it was when you only knew someone's name okay like like i'm at like you and another person have a bunch of mutual friends, but you have never seen the other person, but their name comes up in conversation all the time because you have lots of mutual friends. Right. Right. So there was, um, a person when we were doing the first year, I don't want to give like their, their real name or anything. Not going to name drop. Yeah. I I don't want to, I don't want to name drop that. Who knows? We'll just say, we'll, uh, let me get master name or give me, give me a fake name. Hmm. Simon. Simon. Okay. Right out of the name of the wind. Nice. So, thanks. thanks. Sim- Simon, for example, I remember just hearing all about in high school, and people were like, "Oh yeah, Simon." Oh, that, yeah, I just, I just talked to Simon about that, and I was like, "I knew this person obviously existed," and at, like everyone I knew knew Simon. Right. I've never seen them, but basically a celebrity. But, I mean, like everybody <laughs> talks about yeah. Simon all the time. Like, it was like our Venn diagrams must be almost a circle, except that we both happen to exist in the little one percent. That don't know each other. That don't know each other. Right, right. Uh, People who know Simon, people who know Jay. Yeah. Do Jay and Simon know each other? No. (laughs) (laughs) So so Simon was my Bigfoot. It's like, I know you exist, Simon. I'm going to find you one day. And I remember one day, um, Beth and I were at some like church dinner or something. And sitting across the table, they were like, oh, yeah, I, I know you. You're you're Jonathan Carlin. I'm Simon. And I was like, no way. Can I have your autograph? I found Bigfoot. That's my incredible. Goodness. That's yeah. incredible. That would, oh man, I, I wish I knew who Simon was now. Because I'll tell you after. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds there's good. been a few. There's okay. been a few. Interesting. For sure. Yeah, that's a. It, yeah, I had I had a, like almost like an upside down experience a little bit where I, where I was Simon, um, where I had a I had met a friend from a different school through like track or cross country or something there was there was like some reason that like i knew this particular guy and he had like a great big group of friends at his school and then like he sort of like stepped into my group of friends over like on our side of town and so it was this thing where like he was hanging out with us all the time and i was always hearing about all of his friends who like you know i just never met and finally after like all this time had passed i finally met this like group of dudes and they were all like yeah for whatever reason they will like never hang out with all of us at the same time. Like from their perspective, they were like, who is this Ben guy? Right. Like, where are you going? Why can't we go too? Right. So like, finally I just met all of his friends and I was like, Oh, Hey, we're all now we're all just buds. We're all just buds. Cool. How about this? Why didn't we do this before? 
Weird. But yeah, so I got to be Simon once. Wow. You were Bigfoot. I was. It's you. <gasps> Gasp. Wow. wow, Ben. Yeah. Hiding right in front of all of us. Well, it's hard in to hide. shiny sequin jacket, which we somehow have not talked about yet. I know, I know. We have to, we have to talk yeah. about it. We have to talk about it. Okay, okay. so this this jacket, so I'm wearing my, my sequin jacket. This is almost similar to your shoes, honestly, yeah. if we're going to take it full circle again. Um, this was a situation where, like, I have never had a job that has allowed me to um, wear, like, a suit and tie. Right. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really didn't own any. And so at some point in time, I think we were going to like a function somewhere and it was like with mom and dad and I like I needed one or maybe it was a wedding or something. And I was like, I remember like putting it on and being like, man, I feel like I like this look like this is cool. Yeah. And like a bunch of people like, you know, I mean, it was just like a basic blue suit. Like there was nothing super special about it, but people complimented it. And then I was like, oh, this is interesting. So like I, I've had this like really weird attachment to like f- buying fun jackets. Right. To the point where it's like, I feel like it's almost kind of like become like a little bit of like a, like a character trait. Right. Like it's sort of like a, like, although there's a small amount of pressure. So it's like now because I have collected a fair few jackets that I only have these sparse opportunities to wear. Right. Um, it's like every time I'm going to a new event, it's like a new event. I'm like, Oh man, I've got to like, I've got to find like an even cooler jacket. Right. So gotta, gotta, you know, keep the rep, reputation up exactly so uh we're getting married at disney you know a couple years ago now early 2020 and um i remember i was like you know we i knew i was just gonna wear like a standard black tuxedo for like the wedding itself but i really 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 for like the after party thing that we had which was like fireworks at like epcot i really wanted to have like a cool jacket to wear because my wife alice had like a, like a fireworks dress to wear okay. and fireworks shoes to wear. So she had like a whole second ensemble. Right. And so like I ordered like my sequin jacket and I was so excited about it and stuff. She was like, no, <laughs> you can't, we can't have like our professional wedding photos with you in this jacket. I don't see why not. I know. I know. I was like, Al, come on. It's going to be awesome. Come on, Alice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but then I think like what's happened is that since then I have, I've worn it on like numerous occasions for like hosting trivia and stuff like that. And I do think that Alice is now like, oh, it is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's you've like, won her over with I, it. I know, I know, I've won it over. But now I can never go back and like get married in my my sequin jacket. That's true. Which is, which is rather unfortunate. Mm. Uh, so instead, I'll just you know I'll just wear it here today, and it'll just be wear great. It here. There you go. Yeah. You're on the pop. Although I will tell you, I did order my my jacket for same Michael Austin, our our good buddy. Yeah, GMA. GMA. He's been yeah. on the pop. So he's getting married in August, and I am uh, the the best man in the wedding. And so like for the rehearsal dinner in particular, I've been like, okay, gotta find something cool. You gotta find something cool. So like I been like i've been like stretching right you know i'm like okay like like you know we, we've done the sequins i've done velvet you know like now i gotta figure out like what's even crazier than that yeah and where like, are you going ben i'm i feel like i'm on the edge of the map a little bit <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it's, whoa i have entered a weird <laughs> section of fashion right right right. yeah it's like it's <clears throat> like okay i see what has happened i never would have started here but i am here now mm-hmm. and it's like do i do i try this do I like, hmm, here we go. Cause it's, it's like a funny thing. Like I'm not going to, this is not like a major rant or anything like that, but, uh, there is like a, I would say a somewhat limited supply of like, um, formal wear for us to wear. Like, sure. It seems like in large part, your, uh, the things that are mostly accessible are going to be like a, a blue suit, a black suit, uh, a gray suit, a gray suit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe, maybe like a maroon. Yeah, or something. sure. I do have a maroon suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise it's, it's like in order to step into like that next tier, it's like you're, you're almost stepping into just pure high fashion. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like you've got trying to go there. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I I can appreciate getting a jacket for like a single occasion, but also not, not like taking out like a a second mortgage in order to purchase Mm -hmm. said jacket. So yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll be very curious. I did order, I did order my edge of the map jacket and we'll see. It's going to take like a month to get here. Wow. I know. I know. So hopefully it'll be awesome. I'm very curious. I know. I know. Man. I'll, yeah, I'll make like you. I'm gonna, maybe I should get a crazy jacket now. You, you should. Maybe I will. You totally should. Maybe I will. Although we can't, we can't upstage Mike though. That's well, the, that's like the one. Well, I mean, uh, he'll upstage us on the wedding. So. That's right. Yeah, that. yeah. Wait, yeah. sorry. This is this is to wear at the wedding. No, no, no. no we'll re- be wear the same. Yeah, this is for the bachelor party. Rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner for the bachelor party. We're going downhill mountain biking. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I have a feeling extra we, formal wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have a feeling we're <laughs> that would actually not be the. That would be pretty funny if we were like go if you had like knee pads and stuff and like your full face helmet, but like. Also, we're wearing a suit. Also wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. Okay. We can look into it. We can look yeah, into it. it. It's like everyone make sure you bring your nice suits to the bachelor party. And they're like, whoa, we're we going out to dinner? Go, going out to a nice dinner? And be like, what? No, it's for a ride. What are you talking about? <laughs> or what or, do you or, think? Or we could not tell them and be like, yeah, something like that. And then like, 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 guys, shoot up, shoot up. We're going. That's like, really? It's like nine in the morning when we're supposed to go riding. It's like, no, 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 it'll be fine. Trust me. Just come with me. But suit up. Also bring your knee pads. Also bring your bike. It's like, what? why am I bringing my knee pads if we're in, if we're in the suit too? And yeah. then you just get to the top of the mountain. Like, all right, we're going to ride in our suits. They're going to be like, like, guys, they will like, not be pleased. They won't. Well, but we'll think it's hilarious. That's so. right. And we'll get good uh, video. Right. And we'll be like, guys, look, isn't it hilarious that you're in your suit and you're covered in mud? And they'll be like, no, this isn't hilarious. This was a nice suit. Now I'm going to have to get it dry cleaned and maybe that won't even work. And you'll be like, but, but, but worth we had, it. But we had fun. But we had fun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they didn't even see it coming. They didn't. Well, Stephen might. I think Stephen listens to the pop. It's true. Dang. Stephen, I can see having the least problem with this, though. It's true. I can see yeah. him being totally on board. Yeah, totally. So. There you go. Jay, you want to know what I want to talk about? What do you want to talk about, Ben? Meditation. Mm, meditation. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We did. We did. So there is, we have a sponsor of the show, NR Meditation, uh, which has reached out. They're actually a fan of the show, which is really cool. It's given us kind of a cool opportunity to learn a lot about what meditation actually is. That is, yeah, it has. And it's been interesting because to me, it has always sort of just seemed like, go sit on a big comfy pillow and like put your hands on your knees and go home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I think for me, there was always sort of that big question of what, what like grand reveal happens when you do this? Like what is, what is your mind supposed to be doing? And I think basically the, what what's really behind this particular idea with, with these folks is that they, they've gone kind of beyond like the, maybe the religious approach to meditate meditation and, approach it more from like a scientific angle like how can you actually reprogram the pathways of your brain so that like you can have a clearer path like to success oh man that this my brain does this all the time or like i feel i feel like it tries to do this like sometimes i will go to i will my brain will send my hand a signal or something and it'll be like oh yeah you need silverware open the drawer but it will like forget it'll have like made its own little path so it'll like try and shortcut itself oh sure yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it'll be like and my hand will like i can it'll like go and it'll reach and open the drawer and it'll be like there's no forks in this drawer and i'll be like why did i open this drawer i know there's no forks in this drawer and i will like i will go back and replay like the data log in my mind and be like mm, i see what 
what happened. Brain said open drawer because we're near enough the drawer that it assumed hand would know what was going on. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Hand did not. Hand went for the wrong drawer. It was like, <laughs> I said, you said drawer. I picked drawer. What's the matter, boss? <laughs> hand did not understand. Mm -mm. But that that's exactly the thing. So, like, throughout life, you've got all of these different exper experiences, whether they're just traumatic-based, like sadness, depression, uh, whatever the case may be, that can actually be, like, creating a whole bunch of different, like, blockades in your brain. And mm. what really kind of, like, mastering and understanding and learning how to implement uh, meditation is, is really giving you just that clear pathway to success, kind of being able to cut through all of those blockades and, you know, be able to see clearly. Okay, so you could open the drawer. You could open the, yeah, that's yeah, exactly Exactly, that's, that's right. Exactly and this is it. what NR meditation does. They do, and it's like it's all like online. It's all online, and they they uh, have like a science. Yeah, again, they have a scientific approach to everything. And if you'd like to check it out, you can do so by going to nrmeditation.com/scb. Thanks to NR Meditation for sponsoring today's episode of Popcorn Culture. Okay, Jay. So changing changing gears entirely, I'm seeing here in our notes yeah. that you you have something written that says, "What is." the real point of slides yeah what is the point of slides what do you so by slides i mean like playground slides yeah no i figured I yeah figured. not like photo slides or powerpoint or something sure okay i followed yeah. i followed which also what is the point of those uh presentations i guess i don't know actually i have to be honest with you i had to give a presentation a couple of weeks ago and it was kind of like this is really the most effective way to do this, isn't it? Like just having a bunch of images prepared and like all the information right there. That way people can like see it and it's visually right. appealing. I'm kind of like, oh man, it's like this is sort of an archaic way of doing things, but also the best way, maybe, possibly. There is. There's new, there is actually new like presentation software. Like I remember, I think Prezi is kind of a popular one hmm. now these days. Okay. Well, tell me about regular slides. I will tell you about regular slides, which are more interesting than <laughs> PowerPoint. Right, right. So like my, my thinking of a slide is, is the standard, like it is, to go up a set of stairs and then be able to get down the height that you've gained from the stairs uh, in rapid and safe manner. It seemed, yeah, it's, it would, to, growing up, I think I would have considered the point of a slide was to safely descend from height at the, in the most fun way possible. Yeah, there's like a thrill involved. There's a thrill. Yeah. Right. I suspect now, as a parent, that whilst that is in fact a very, large portion of slide yeah. of, of the slide world that I, I think that the real point of slides is to give kids an opportunity like to be brave. Oh, <gasps> is what it's like. Oh, a, I thought this was gonna be much funnier. Oh no! But now I sort of love that. Yeah. What I thought, what I was gonna, I thought what you were gonna say is that it's like it's like a not very obvious treadmill that you can put your kids on. Oh no! Where it's like you've got this like <laughs> small fast thrill that like allows them to sort of run circles around the playground hey, continuously. Ben, you don't need a slide for that. We we stopped at a playground this weekend on the way back from Cincinnati, and around the playground was a like what must be it was at an elementary school, and so this there was like a, a track that they must use for like physical fitness tests or something, but sure. it wasn't like a regular like four hundred meter track. It was just like a single paved lane around okay. the thing, and I was like, again, I was like, oh look, Luke, this is a running track, and he was like. <gasps> And he was just like a running track and he just took off and he did like five laps. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, yeah so he, he was just all amazing. He's like, I want to go back to the running track. Like this is the place, this is for running? As if running anywhere is, you know, particularly more fun than other places. That kid is going to love to run. Oh man. He I already mean, loves to run. He does. He does enjoy a good run. And a lot of times he's just like running 
uh, I don't know, like he's been doing something called soccer shots recently, which is like very like young, basic, introduce you to the game sort of thing, which I wish, man, I, I wish we'd had growing up because yes, like same. I don't even think I knew what soccer was until about five years old. And Luke is already like, you know, knows what it is, has some amount of ball control. Like can you can be like, uh, you know, tell him to like control the ball and he'll know to like step on it to like stop it. And it's like. It's pretty good, Luke. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that's the thing, too, is that, like, I feel like so frequently the reason that people don't want to try new things is just that sheer fear of the unknown. And, like, I feel like if mom and dad didn't sign me up for soccer as a kid, then that would have been the type of thing that would, like, make me resistant to going. Because I got to my first soccer practice and, like, all I could imagine was that everyone else there knew exactly what was going on. Mm. And I was the only one who was, like... What is this? What is what is that passing drill? How do we do that? Are we supposed to run laps? Like, you right. know, like I had no expectations for what soccer practice was supposed to be lo- like be like and I was terrified. Right. But, you know, then eventually I guess I came to know and understand it a little bit better. But sure. It would have been great if I'd walked in being like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, slides. Yeah. I th- I feel like when you know, you're not around them a whole lot as an adult until you have kids, uh at which point Every playground you go to has like three or four. Sure. And it's like the sheer, yeah, the the sheer variety slash like, you know, steepness, height, curves, straight, bumps, you know, S- S shapes, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things you could uh, have going on for. Should, should you start a vlog about slides? Maybe I should. <laughs> T- top 10 slides in Roanoke. Top 10 and slides And where to find Ro- them. And where to find them. Here we go. Um, but it's been very interesting because sometimes like. Luke will go right to the top of one who just like whoop right now and other times like even if it's like a, a smaller slide it'll suddenly be like oh, I don't know I don't know but it every time it's like after he's done it like once or twice like if you can get him to do it once it he'll like quickly understand like oh this is just fun like yes. there's not real like the fear will go away immediately and it's like it has just seemed to me that this is this is like almost like why like this ha- almost has to be the point like it is a way to practice like overcoming a fear in a very safe way that ends up being very fun. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like to me, I really like slides cause I think they encourage like, I don't know exactly what, what, what am I trying to say? Um, like, I mean, I think th- that to it, like, yeah, it's like try and like challenge your fears. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it actually is really interesting. Cause I remember as a kid, we used to go to a water park in Greensboro, North Carolina mm. called Emerald point, Emerald point. And they had a, I think it's like a four story slide Ooh, called daredevil, daredevil drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, this is it almost like part of like the culture of us as kids and like the the other kids that were like in our orbits like the the children of our parents friends yeah or whatever and it was almost like i think the first time i ever went it was like oh yeah the, the big kids are gonna go do daredevil's drop now and it was like from then on i was like whoa, whoa. like like that's like i don't when am i gonna that's be ready crazy. for daredevil's drop right you know and then and then like i remember being just absolutely petrified to do it for like the longest period of time dude even if you've done it if you did it last summer and you came back this summer and you're like no problem i did this last year it is not one iota easier to stand at the top of that slide and be like 
I got this. <laughs> I, no, I'm probably not going to fall. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. But I remember getting up there and like, you know, the, the big thing is, is that like, it almost <clears throat> feels like you're, it's, it feels like it's straight up and down, but it's not right. Uh, and it feels like what's going to happen is you're going to like lean back and then go over the edge. And then I and was always afraid that my, my face was going to come forward. Yes, that, yeah. Somehow you're, you were going to fall forward. <laughs> yes. And it's like, that's not at it, all the likelihood of how it's not. Not only is it not the likelihood, I'm not sure it's possible. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm sure the water is also like actively somehow adhering you uh, yeah. and gravity itself. But yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, from your perspective, it looks, yeah, basically straight up and down. But of course, like the water park has no interest in you falling off that slide. Exactly. You know? the, the perception is danger. The reality <laughs> isn't. Right. Yes. Yeah. Scary, not dangerous. Scary, not dangerous. That's exactly right. My problem with scary, not dangerous is that I think that I pushed this thought way too far. Oh, right. To yeah. the point Lots where Lots of I've, things are scary, not dangerous. So all things are scary. All things that seem scary are not dangerous. Right. So my big not one for the, the <laughs> longest period of time was jumping like off of uh, natural feature rocks mm -hmm. into uh, pools or water down below. Yeah. Specific like, hobby. Specific hobby. Yeah. This is like, like it would be something where I'd be like, Hey, can we go cliff jumping this weekend? Yeah. Like, and I call it cliff jumping. It was usually like 30 feet. Um, uh, but there was like a variety of different places that, that like we could go with this. And in my mind, it was always like, it's scary, but not dangerous. Like right. I'm jumping off of the rock. Everything is going to be okay. As long as I land in the water below, because right. like, the water is not going to be harmful to me. But at some point in time, it's like, no, it's, it started to become dangerous. <laughs> yes. It, it's like what happened is you pushed the envelope every time you ever did it it turned out okay yes right exactly until it didn't <laughs> until it didn't yeah so it's like it's like what happened to me was like the first time i could ever work up the courage to go down daredevil drop i went down daredevil drop and when i got to the bottom i was like i'm doing that again right once you've done it once you've broken the seal you're like i'm great right like everything's fine yeah and so like that one race back up to the top and come back down again and so this happened for the first time uh when we we go to vermont there's like this small like little lake cabin that our family has up there and they're at in Vermont, there is like a natural rock feature that you can sort of like climb up the side of and then jump into water below. And I remember doing that for the first time and being like, whoa, okay. Like, yeah, this is like, like I'm going to now seek this out. Right. And I did mm -hmm. in a way that like got progressively more dangerous. Right. Like there was, uh, we used to go to cross country camp at, uh, in Boone, North Carolina, like which was Appalachian State University. Yeah. And there's this giant waterfall there that we would go and we would like we would run and then you would come out of the run and then you would have this like really cool swimming hole with a great big waterfall above it. Yeah. And I think from our coach's perspective, he's like, what a cool thing to like give these kids to do after a nice hot run in the right. middle of the summer. You exactly. Know, like, go to the watering hole. There's a fun water waterfall scenic all i wanted to do was jump off the waterfall yeah of course and he would never let us and i was like oh come on it's gonna be it's gonna be fine it's fine which so then then naturally it was like i graduated and then promptly went back and jumped off of it <laughs> like i'll show you coach <laughs> yeah so i did i did get a, a particularly cool photo jumping off of it which yeah on the one hand it was like well that's neat but then on the other hand it was like i do not recommend doing this yeah uh but it started escalating so i think i talked about a couple episodes ago about how like backflips are the coolest thing ever uh and do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think it was the title of the episode. Oh, was it? It might have been. Okay. It might have gotten changed. I don't know. Mm, hard to say. But so this was, there was nothing more true to me. Like 
and it persisted way too far into life. Like I remember being like 22, 23 years old and the same idea was still happening. And it was kind of like everywhere I went, not only was going to start jumping off things, but I was going to backflip off of things. Right. And we, we moved it up all the way until we were at this, like one particular waterfall area also in North Carolina where there's like a, a, a huge variety of different places you can jump off of and everything's good and it's mostly safe. And usually if you go, there's like a ton of people there doing this exact thing. Right. It's like a waterfall that's a more of like a water slide and then you fall for like 10 feet. Uh, no big deal. But way up above that is this like tiny little outcrop up in the trees, which is like 50 feet right. above like a small canal of water. Right. Yeah. So rather than going down a very wide waterfall that thousands of people have done and yeah you go down you go down a 10 foot slide fall 10 more feet into a giant super deep very wide pool pool yeah now you're 50 feet in the air and Through you're like aiming a, at a much smaller pool of water right. from much higher yes yeah it just crawled through like a, a forest of poison ivy yeah you know, like all i mean but you know it's for the jump and so i remember getting up there and it would have been terrifying and i would never i would never jump off of this again regular footed right and i remember we got up there you jumped off of it i think so did you yeah yeah i think i did jump off it regular footed as it were as it were as it were <laughs> but so i'm like okay here we go backflip time like it's worked every other time what's the worst that can happen and i backflipped off of it and over rotated and landed flat on my back smack on your back hard hard i may have told the story before i think think it's one of the it's one of the instances where i thought i almost died Mm -hmm. um but either way I mean, every once in a while, you got to you gotta regale people with the same tale. But basically, I hit the water so hard that every single muscle in my body was like sore for, for like <laughs> days. For like, days. It was like it was like doing like 50 squats, except every single muscle of your body in a split second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That so, sounds terrible. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. I'm like getting sweaty palms just thinking about it again. I bet you are. Have you done backflips off of any other rocks since then? No, this was a, it was a terrible idea. This Someone, is, I needed this was someone it. to tell me. Someone was like, Ben, stop. It's like, you, you've gone too far, man. <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> You're mad with power. Maybe in a way it was a blessing in disguise because you ended up walking away. I mean, sore, but okay. Yes, I was okay, but you're absolutely right. It was right. like, it was good that I, it was kind of like, okay, we didn't push this any farther because if that had been successful, I don't know what. Right. Like, yeah, what you would have felt unstoppable. What is the next rung? Uh, exactly. All right, here we go. 100 feet, boys. Right, right, right. Eventually, I would have to have somebody like build a pool at the bottom of Everest. Mm. And it's like, we're, ju- we're, ju- that's cause I'm we're jumping. I don't think that would work. You need <laughs> some clearance. You need like a hang glider into a parachute zone or something. Oh. Uh, nope. The nope. Same, okay. The same thing is true though of, of skydiving. So this entire period of time in my mind, it was like, like skydiving. Like that's like the ultimate, like next step. And I yeah. always wanted to do it and I've never done it. And th- this is, it's like one of those things where it was like, there was just an expiration date on this particular desire. Like I really wanted to do it. I thought it was going to be so much fun. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, I'm kind of okay with never doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Maybe I won't jump out of a plane. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I will just die and that won't have happened. Oof. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I, yeah. I think I followed it in a different way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I got through I got through everything. Yeah. I'm fine. Look at that. Right. Look at that. Look at that. What do you know? We're fine. You made it. I, you just mentioned Everest. I think similar feeling. Like, as a kid, I think there was no doubt in my mind that, like, eventually I would probably just do that. Oh, climb Everest. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like at some point I'll get to it, you know? And I'm like, now I'm like, I really just, I don't like, it might be fun to have visited Everest to like, 
go to base camp or something. But I am far less inclined to be like, I need, it's like, it's, it's far less of like a, an assumed thing about how my life will go. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, the thing about me and Everest was the drastic extent to which I think I was underestimating, like the challenge of doing it. Like the reason I mean, for one, it's insanely dangerous. And two, it's insanely hard. Yes. And it's like, I think as a kid, it was almost like, I'll just grit it out. Right. Like, like people are like, you have to train for like years to do that. I'm like, I'll just keep walking. Like, foot in front yeah, of we the are, other. We'll just, like, we'll just how, get there. How hard could it be? Right. I think to me as a kid, what it always sounded like was the, the real issue was the like the the cost of just getting there. Like yeah, getting to, yeah. Like, to Nepal. Like, yeah, like a plane ticket to Nepal, impossible. Right. Impossible. I don't think that's the hard part. I mean, I think I don't think, you know, it's not like I it's weirdly, I think climbing Everest is becoming like more and more of like a touristy sort of thing. And it's like become not not necessarily safer, but you know, it's not like, you know, five people summit Everest a year. It's like, you know, five hundred people. Sure, some sure. It a yeah. year, but it's like big lines. But there's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's just weird. Yeah, thinking back, like, yeah, I, as a kid, I can tell you for sure. I thought at some point my life will include climbing this mountain because I like I like going on hikes, I like getting to the top of stuff. Right, there's no problem. The difference there's between no hiking in Everest, though, yeah, is oh, like exactly right. It's like the difference between. I don't even know, like, like walking to the bathroom that's eight steps from me and running a marathon. Yes. But, and you know, especially for like mountain, like proper mountaineering like that, it's not like the training, you know, the training has to start, you know, five years before you're even at the mountain. Sure. You know, like you're not just going to, it's not going to be the first thing you do. Right. You know, hopefully, (laughs) you know, hopefully you've done a few other smaller, more attainable mountains before you get there. And, you know, I don't know. We need, we need a good mountain suggestion we need a good mountain suggestion what is the 20th highest mountain (laughs) let me tell you where i think we should go on a on a good on a good hike here just in the future okay lay it on me is uh is it's called mount rogers it's the highest point in virginia wow and you know what's particularly great about this hike there's wild horses there's wild horses and jay loves horses they are not just horses though ben they're like mini horses they're real small <laughs> small small horses and, but you're like, just walking along and they're just like, they're just horses and, but they're but they're also like wild horses they're correct? wild horses but they are so accustomed to people that you could like feed them a carrot if you <gasps> wanted you know what i mean Whoa. yeah exactly a whole bunch of people in the outer banks were just like mm, do not feed the wild horses yeah i think that's a thing that's a thing i believe so i can tell well i've only hiked mount rogers ever once and there were horses and it was awesome seeing them and I did witness people feeding them carrots. <gasps> so, Man, do you think they brought the carrots just for that? I think exactly. Reason? Not, <laughs> yeah, not, not just like, a good trail snack. They, yeah, they weren't like, oh my gosh, what are the odds? <laughs> Thank goodness we brought carrots. I bring just a stack of carrots on every hike. Yeah, that seems right. That yeah, seems right. Okay. Okay. I I think if it was, I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure, but it seems to me that. Uh, I think in this case it was like allowed. Like, okay. I don't, I, I don't know. Don't take my word for it. If you go to Mount Rogers, um, we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll check, have, check the regulations. We'll, we'll have Ethan, the editor fact check us so we can, yeah. he can last now on screen. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to send people up there with the wrong idea. With mind. the wrong like, idea. You can look with your eyes, but not with your carrots. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but I do want to go. I feel like it would be really fun to bring Luke uh, yeah. to do it to see the horses. I'm sure he would love it. I'm yeah. sure he would love it. Okay. Well, I think <clears> as we as we move towards closing out today's episode of the pop, how about a quick corny joke before we before we hmm. sign off here? Absolutely. Today? There were definitely people who had that bingo square that were like Ben forgot the corny joke. Nope. I didn't. I didn't. No. Nope. I had it. I had it. Okay. This particular corny joke comes from a River Ross. Ooh. And River says, "What do you get when you cross a bush with a superhero?" Um, a super. Super shrub, super weed, a mighty, I don't know. A power plant. A power plant. Yeah, oh. I love it. I love it. You want to know what's so funny? Plant. Is mm. like a power plant is like a giant like energy facility. Yeah. And but what I'm picturing is like a small plant and like a like a potted container. Yeah. That's got like a little like you know like superhero emblem on it, and mm-hmm. it's like super plant. You know, like, super plant. It's like this little plant right here. Superhero. Right. No one's written that comic yet. Where's that? Or just like the potted plant is the hero. Right. I mean, when it comes down to it, our plant's not really our our daily heroes. Mm. They do produce a lot of oxygen. They do. Right? That's good. Yeah. Oxygen. Oxygen power. Oxygen power. You don't even have to like make up some type of superpower for them. They just already have it. They already do it. They're like, we hit you with oxygen and then you feel great. Right. The real guardians of the galaxy. Trees. That is one of the guardians of the galaxy. That's a really, really, really (laughs) good point. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, just so happens to be the one character who was voiced by <laughs> Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> we were like, why is it Vin Diesel in the MCU? It's like everyone, everyone in the comments was like, uh, Vin is. Diesel is Groot. Yeah. It's like, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Vin, in case you're, in case you're watching and or listening and like, <clears throat> thanks for, thanks for forgetting me. Oh, you, you, you just know Vin Diesel's a little colonel out there, right? Yeah, you, 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 know you just it. know you it. You know it. He's out there. He's like in between takes on Fast and the Furious 14. He's like, he's can like, someone give me my headphones so I can listen to popcorn culture? Popcorn culture. Got to catch up. <laughs> See what those boys are up to. Even, even now on episode 76. Where he's like, you know what? They forgot I was in the MC. That's okay. It's it's fine. <laughs> I kept I, on. I'm at peace with it. I'm at peace. Oh my gosh. These guys are like family. <laughs> it's so true. Oh man, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. Uh, as always, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can reach out and communicate with us if you so choose. Uh, I always do appreciate corny joke submissions and or uh, fun facts about coyotes. You can email those to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, you can find us over on Patreon uh, where we have a couple of different uh, tiers available. One of them is after the final pop, which is just an extra 15, 20 minutes of weekly conversation that Jay mm-hmm. and I have where we, we kick our feet up up and we just we just freestyle it just so to freestyle speak it. which is extremely different from the current method of communication it's we basically have. scripted <laughs> right now start to finish you can't yeah. tell because we're just we just we're so natural but like the whole the whole show has been read off a teleprompter right yeah my teleprompter's there jace is right there that's and we right just, you think i'm looking at ben no, i don't think so in reality reading <laughs> the entire show uh the sentence after sentence that that is one of the available tiers uh we also have an exclusive quarterly piece of popcorn culture merch uh which can only be received uh through specifically the Patreon. We are we are so close to being able to reveal what the item is going to be for the second quarter. So if yes. you have any interest in getting in on that, be sure to head on over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. It also helps us determine uh, who the one true host is each week. That's right. You can sign up for either... Uh Team Jazzy J or Buzzy B, I guess. Whatever. It yeah. like you said but whatever, whatever tier you sign up for, Jazzy J, that casts a vote for which one of us should be the one true host of the pop. 
Yeah, it seems like you said my name a little less cool than your name. What? I don't. I don't think so. I Jazzy J and Buzzy B. Yeah, you don't see the difference. No, it's the same. Does anybody else see the difference? I feel the same. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, guys, until next week. Pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.